This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here is the Crescendo Music Education Podcast, episode number 59. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Crescendo Music Education Podcast, where I, Debbie O'Shea, get to chat to the wonderful John Colwell. He is such an interesting person. I've known John for a long time. I still learnt quite a bit about him in this episode that I didn't know. He is so interesting. I know you're going to love listening to this. He's got some interesting opinions. He has a few hobby horses that he hops on. I just, I just love it. You are going to enjoy this little conversation that I have with John. This is part one because we talked and we talked and there's so much more to talk about. But I think you're going to love this part when he starts talking about his journey as a music educator and some of the amazing people that he's worked with are fabulous. But he also is talking about how he has applied some of the Kodai principles or the teaching of music orally to his piano pedagogy. Very fascinating. Sit back and enjoy part one with John Colwell. And I would like to welcome to the Crescendo Music Education Podcast, the amazing Mr. John Colwell. Hello, John. Thank you very much, darling Debbie. (laughs) Good to be here. It is so lovely to see you. It's been so long um, and we have known each other for a very long time, but I will get back to that because... Okay. Please. I unearthed something <laughs> interesting yesterday. I could not believe it, like the day before we scheduled this, but I'll come back to that. First, for those of okay. you who do not know the amazing John Colwell, I will just read out his lovely bio that he has sent to me. Okay, here we go. John Colwell is grateful he's a decade baby. It's an easy way to gal- calibrate your age. <laughs> I love that. Never forget how old you are. (laughs) Okay. Is pleased he was born mid last century. It suits his Libra sensibilities. All right. So everyone out there is just going, okay, how old is he? Yeah. Okay. I think I've got it. Right. Oh, (laughs) we're we're getting on, aren't we, John? Okay. Uh, The privilege. (laughs) It is a privilege. It is. All right. Back to your bio, is grateful for all the teachers throughout his life, not least of whom are his students, young and old, is aware of the opportunities and privileges he's been able to access and is passionate about teaching and continuing to learn. There is so much in that. It's just a beautiful bio, so much that we should dig into. But before we dig, is there anything else you'd like to add to that? I don't know. There's just so much I want to say. I love that your students are also your teachers. Oh, oh, 
Oh, you wait. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we'll come back. I just want to come okay. back to all those things. But is there anything? I want anything... to talk about my teachers. My dad was my teacher yes. for seven and a half years of primary school. And we travelled around regional Queensland. So two things in that, regional Queensland and my parents' brilliant teaching. And I have the best memory of starting piano lessons, because this is going to be about piano, uh, when I was seven in a little country town uh, on the Darling Downs, coincidentally near where Marie Hennessy later grew up. All of these things happened in regional Queensland. I studied medicine at University of Queensland. Then I switched to music and voice at the same university. I went on to direct musicals at La Boite and tour with singers for the Arts Council and studied and oh, it just goes on and on. But after attending a Kodai Institute National Conference in the early 80s, I had the privilege of meeting Kotlin Forai and that changed my life. It really was so potent. Then I studied with Liz Colton Judy Johnson was in the same class before she went off to Holy Names. And I also then went on to study with Sayuri Debsky in Brisbane. Oh, what an amazing opportunity. So from that, I attended the Kodai Institute in Hungary in 1988 and then came back to teach in Australia, uh, Valain and... Um, uh, Anne Carroll had me teaching on the 10-week course up in Mackay, and I continued to do that uh, those bits of teaching in Brisbane and around Queensland. And at the same time, I joined what was the Johnny Young Talent School <laughs> uh, with my partner then, Trevor Green. And oh, I did, we... oh, now, John, I did not know this about you. <laughs> there you go. But we changed the name of the place no, with no disrespect to dancing, and it was the home of the Young Australian Talent Company. So I ended up doing a whole lot of things that I never thought I would do. At the same time, I was uh, teach uh, presenting pre-performance talks for Music of Eva, so I had this contemporary music world and, and this classical music world. I was presenting, comparing for Upper Queensland, Queensland Symphony Orchestra, where I worked with John Coro and later on presenting schools concerts with the orchestra with Rhonda Davidson Irwin. And uh, then I was working for Music of Eva in schools. Thank you, Anne Louise McRae. And there I met the wonderful Debbie O'Shea. We won't say when that was. <laughs> it was oh, a long time ago. So did we uh, first meet through Music of Eva in schools? Uh, we first worked together through Music of Eva in schools, okay. Debbie. Um, yes. That was, that was really beautiful with with uh, Barb Fordham and, and that mob, Gypsy Tova. Oh, Gypsy Tova, lovely lady. <laughs> shout out to them, uh, aren't they? Just... Oh, but shout out to Music of Eva in schools. What? What what a learning opportunity in schools around Queensland and Australia. And then early in the 2000s, I got to teach a semester of piano at University of Queensland, and just the one semester. And I linked again with uh, Judy Johnson. And uh, she said, oh, you must bring your energy to summer school. What can you do? So I said, what can I do is present the early childhood piano program that I'd worked on at dancing 
from the 90s with colour and I was inspired to do that. And she said, go ahead. So that first one-week pilot was a success. And she said, when I asked, would you publish my piano play book? So I got bit, she said, yes. And I got busy writing and and uh, made a, also a volume of Australiana Simple Songs that I included in Piano Play, but it was available for people to buy separately. And um, <laughs> that was in 2006, I was elected. I'm a fair age, so I've done a lot of things. <laughs> uh, I was elected as president of the Music Teachers Association of Queensland. <laughs> and now I'm here in New Zealand. <laughs> yes, and you moved to New Zealand in... Uh, end of 2016, Debbie. Uh, it's yeah. such a beautiful place. It's calm, it's quiet. I grow roses, make sourdough, teach a bit of piano. That it's sounds nice. amazing. We do miss you here, though. But I don't miss Eid. I don't miss Eid, but I do miss you. And it's so lovely to connect with all my Kodai community through Crescendo Music. Thank you very much. Oh, oh my absolute pleasure. In fact, I hope that's one of my little missions is the connecting of amazing people so we can keep inspiring each other so do you have private students do you do private students at your house now yes 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 i don't have such a busy life my busy life in in queensland was well was burning up busy burn out busy so it was good to to be able to scale that down and over here i've got a few private piano students and i keep exploring different ways of making learning very easy for them and that's what my teaching is all about I can't imagine even though you and we are both getting older I I can't imagine us actually stopping the passion for teaching and having some connection to that teaching so I, I can't I can't I have to be careful not to define myself just as a teacher, I have to say there are lots of other things I'm doing, and that's um, learning French intensively. And uh, um, oh, bonjour, <laughs> bonjour, ça va, madame? Oui, <laughs> très bien, merci. And also uh, gardening. Yes, you have always gardener. loved your garden. Yes, I always love my garden. Yes. All right. Yes. Well, I'm going All to roses. now tell you this little story. Okay. Peace. So. Oh, and I will have to admit to a not terribly great parenting moments when my own sons <laughs> did not have continuous lessons instrument. on a particular yes. instrument or whatever. But anyway, I did what I could at the time with... Anyway, let's go back. Little Tom O'Shea came to you for piano lessons for a little while. It wasn't a long time. I think we raced over and had a piano lesson before we went to Birralee when you were at Barden. Yes. We loved coming down and your garden in that front yard was so fascinating. And you had a native beehive, I think. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And oh it was just so fascinating. But this is, apart from obviously thinking about that because I'm about to have this chat with you, I was going through a box. It is time that I had a major sort. For example, One week ago, I threw out, actually put in the bin, my high school shirt that was signed by people. It was all faded, starting to get holes in it. What is the point? I think a lot of this too, I'm going to go off on a sidetrack for a sec here, but um, having 
my mother passed away relatively recently and Kelvin, my husband's mother, passing away and having to deal with housefuls of yes. stuff. The charges. And, and it does make you rethink why am I keeping all of this stuff in a box that I never look at. Anyway, so I'm going through a box. I had a digression there, sorry. And I'm going, That's here's okay. a notebook with Tom O'Shea's name on it. It is That's your cool. notebook from when he had lessons with you. I'm looking through going, this isn't familiar. Like it's not mine. Doesn't look like school. There's this big picture of a keyboard with colours on it and whatever. And then there's one bit with your name on it. I'm going, I found the notebook <laughs> from little Tom's lessons with you. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh. And I found it yesterday. Like what? Ah. Is <laughs> Serendipity. It is. He loved coming to lessons with you. And what we had tried having lessons elsewhere. I want to do another digression. I, I hope the <laughs> listeners do not mind. That's okay. It took a little while for his first teacher to work out that he was not reading a note. She would always it's play so the common. It's so common. Yeah. Yes, keep and going. there's a piano keep teacher. Going. Yes, you can she would play the piece for him first. He yes. would then sit down with the music in front of him and play it. Yes. He had it's a normal. It's normal. He was normal. Yes, he had this good normal. oral, wasn't that interested in that slow no, look. No, it's his mirror and he had a good ear because his mother's a musician and he's been there for in the womb, you know. Could mm -hmm. I was asked when should a child be starting to learn music? And from the birth beginning you know from the beginning after birth and then sometime later he reflected and said when oh, when the mother's in the womb as a child yes way back there it's a generational thing it's, yes, it's it so is. It is. powerful yes but it was anyway. lovely finding you because you taught what I this is this is my recollection of you little personal reflection is that you taught the child not only the music, but you taught the child. You looked at little Tom O'Shea and you looked at his passions and his strengths and you let him play and explore at the same time as educating him and you worked with his strengths. And, and I think in a way that's a, a privilege that a private piano teacher can oh. have. It's much harder to do. 30 kids oh. half an hour at a time. But I, I, I just I, want to... admire, I admire you guys in the classroom. I have such a sweet life because some of these half hour weeks turn into an hour a year, an hour a week over 15 years. And I look at my stable of kids and go, I might not have treated you with great skills as a as a pianist but there you are with two masters in jazz improvisation and receiving commissions uh, throughout Australia now and there you are over in Helsinki with two masters on cello and playing in the Helsinki Philharmonic and there you are as the youngest pianist ever to enter the Sydney Conservatorium on piano and I'm going <laughs> and all of these people had phenomenal other experiences dedicated parents amazing opportunities at school but these are the people that i sat beside for a long time 
and it's just beautiful. It, and you draw them out because that's what education is. And and they were certainly lucky to have you as an integral part of their music journey. Yes. Well, yes. it's actually yes. their life journey. It's not just music, is it? It is. It? It is. Mm. And that's why I there were many reasons I stopped teach stopped studying medicine, but that was one of the reasons was, you know, you might fix a common cold or see somebody for a knee operation, but the opportunity like I had experienced with my father for a long time as a as a teacher, the opportunity to give something that was a life enriching. Uh, I think, and music certainly is, is just phenomenal. So underscores my life. That is amazing. You've certainly had an amazing career in there. Thank you. Is Thank you. Would it be difficult, too difficult, to pick out a highlight or two from no, all of these wonderful things, no, apart from teaching Tom O'Shea for a, for a year? Oh, but I have to remember your comment then because uh, I was teaching Tom um, the Star Wars uh, march and and he, he went, whoa, I've got this, I've got this. Or was it his older brother? I'm not sure. Um, uh, other brother. Uh, and you went, oh, it's about repertoire. You've got to give something that the kids will attach to. I remember that comment that you made so strongly but uh, so a highlight was touring regional Queensland with singers uh, for Arts Council for NARPACA list of singers long as my arm because my passion was chamber music and playing for singers and part of that was appearing as a support pianist and artist at Edinburgh Festival Fringe with Helen Newman and Chamber Maid Opera <laughs> that was amazing <laughs> and, and then popping down to London and 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 meeting Elizabeth Söderström at the British Voice Association because I was a member of that then and there we are smoking cigarettes on the lawn at a national conference. Oh, you can edit that bit out. No, I'm not. I'm leaving. <laughs> no, <that> no, <laughs> I know you won't. And and then I toured. Uh, Queensland with Judith Henley and and uh, Irene Bartlett and Viv Middleton for Jazz Meets Opera. I got to play for Karen Knowles for Narpaka, <laughs> Joe Sabello, Giuseppe Sabello for Arts Council. So I'd done a lot. And there, the highlight was uh, when I was reviewing for the Courier Mail, as I did through the 80s and part of the 90s. Um, of course you did. I got <laughs> I got, uh, yes, as you do, you fit that in somewhere. And I got to meet Olivia Messier and Yvonne Lauriod at the Queensland Arts Council. And I think I'll cry again because I stood in front of them and I just burst into tears. He he signed my piano score and it was so... And I'd sat beside him as he listened to his organ works. Oh, that was just, oh, that was amazing. Music, music, such a connection. That is, yeah. that it, it sounds to me, yes, like it's almost in a completely different world. Absolutely, a different world from presenting opera in a cane field or in a paddock or up in Ingham in the town square or sitting beside a five-year-old. But that's, it's all the same world, Debbie. It's all the same world. It's all about sharing the depths that music has given me throughout my life and making sure that it's available for everyone. Uh, we certainly. Music for everyone. Music for <laughs> everyone. Absolutely. I think you might agree. 
I want to talk about what kids showed me how what how children showed me how to teach. Yes, I, I had a lot of I had a lot of kids. I always have kids like Tom who don't want to learn one, two, three, four, five, and the problem is it's five, four, three, two, one in the left hand, and one, two, three, four, five in the right hand. And I've had transfer students come to me, and the teach previous teacher said they don't quite understand the difference. And I said, that's because they're probably really intelligent and going, why does five, four, three, two, one agree with one, two, three, four, five? It's a cognitive dissonance. It's like, and so, you know, when I found Cody for I and uh, and went, I can understand what's missing in my oral development because it was always testing. It was always testing at university and in AMEB except piano exams. It was never training. And Cotty in two weeks in that summer school opened a window and that informed my quest thereafter. And so I opened windows for kids with talking about chord one um, as a banana and chord five, seven as an apple. So banana is your fingers are gently curved and a, an apple is you've got a shape there. That, and all of a sudden, this boy, Dane, uh, who's now for decades been working as a DJ all through Central United States, uh, he suddenly went, oh, I can understand chords because... He didn't understand C and G7. It's all about these kids who can't understand. And I devised all this. And then these three, four-year-olds at Dancing with Trevor, they were asking me to teach piano. And, and you know, the standard, the standard response is you don't learn piano until you can read. And no, no, you have to find a way to teach these little children for whom I was playing in ballet, singing and dancing classes on a Saturday morning, they wanted to play. So I went, well, and Trevor Green, with whom I was teaching, he had a, a red right hand and a blue left hand. And so immediately you didn't have to talk about right and left. You just had red and blue. And it was your left hand, not blue. <laughs> it was left. And just like you're doing now, you're laughing. <laughs> but you'll never forget that's your left hand. And red is for right, you see. So I looked at the piano and I've got F sharp and D sharp and that's red and blue. And I've got a so me song and I don't have to teach so me. So so la was red, yellow, red, blue. And the really clever kids went ba, 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 ba. But I only wanted one sound. Ba, 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 ba. So red, gold, red, blue. And green, gold, red. And blue, black. Let it be pink. And off we went. <laughs> it's crazy. And when I took my work, published work, to Geza Silvoy, courtesy of a connection that Yuri had made for me, uh, Yuri Dijenko, and, and he went through the book and got to the bit where I was talking about bananas and apples. He said, you're in the mind of the child. And now that was overwhelming for me, his <laughs> sitting in Helsinki at a beautiful cafe in summer and this man who for decades established colour strings saying you're in the mind of the child and you the, have the, to be in the mind It's the like child. the highest compliment, isn't it? You could be paid. Uh, it was, it was. And so, but you can't stay all your life on black notes, <laughs> even though there's lots of stuff and they're really hard to find 
on piano. So I've moved everything as a two-handed exercise to the white notes. And don't teach finger numbers, and but teach scale degrees. And teach relationships, not yes, with solfa initially, but with scale degrees. So you can uh, encompass an octave and you can move with scale degrees from a C scale to an A natural minor scale. No, you can move, start on an A natural minor scale because that's the easiest part, place to learn about the musician's alphabet. And I'll never forget you over at Castledine, was it, or somewhere, doing a warm-up with kids at uh, some choral thing we were doing and uh, wonderful things you do. And and you said, oh, well, you know, musicians aren't very bright. Let's sing the musician's <laughs> alphabet. A, B, C, D, F, G. A, B, C, D, F, G. I nearly wet myself. And and Debbie, I honour you every day I sing that. <laughs> Well, because guess what? No, no, I'm going to interrupt. You're still doing I, it. I honor. No, of course I use that. It's magic. It is magic. The <laughs> musician's alphabet song. But I'm now going to honor you because oh. I remember you hearing me do that and saying, "That's wonderful. I'm going to use that." Okay, I'm going. Well, yes, of course that's okay. And then you said, "Do you know what would be really useful?" I'm pretty sure this was you that said this. Yes. We should also sing it backwards. Yes, and I do, and, and I and do, I and do. That's, when the kids, that's when the kids balk. Oh, oh. Yes, but do. how amazing, you. and I do it with my kids, not when I first teach them, like because I teach them at, in the end of year two is when I first talk about letter names. Yes. Um, until then, we've learned about the staff, we've learned so far, we've learned a whole heap of repertoire. Yeah, anyway, basically, letter names my starts at the end of year two for me. So I, I don't do the musician's alphabet song backwards then, but later on up the years we sing G-F-E-D-C-B-A-G-F-E. And then now I know my musician's ABC backwards. Next time won't you sing with me? It's But Debbie O'Shea, Debbie O'Shea, I then just play that as a, I don't know how the sound will come out here. I'll beef it up a bit. But I, I've got my little iPad with the, keyboard and Ooh. give you a bit more sound. Oh, I hope we can hear it. No, is it too jangly? Yes, we can hear that. Yes. I'm seeing A, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, A, A, G, F, E, D, C, B, A. Mm. One, one, two, one, one, two, three, two, one, one, two, three, four, three, two, one, yeah. one, two, three, four, five, four, three. And it's always a single. Did you see my fingers? Dancing? Yes, I did oh, see your fingers. Three, yes. four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, seven, eight, eight, seven, six, seven, eight. And we're on a natural minor scale. And, and it's the most beautiful place to be before any major diatony is added and uh, William he had seven sons seven sons so uh, tomboy he had lots of friends lots of friends lots of friends and so we're improvising with a child's name and a child's activity all the time and making it relevant to them and transposing I can play in D minor, D minor. Oh, and then we have to go, oh, no, no. Oh, you've got to find the right note. I just sang, hopefully, the B flat. And the kids, like, it's all the time again because the piano is a big the play gymnasium. It's so delightful. And it's anyway. so, it has so much more potential than a 
single melody instrument. Yes. You know, I'm not, I, I don't mean to sort of say, you know, I'm not dissing all the flute and clarinet and trumpet players, but I just like you said, the potential for fun and experimenting when you can play more than one note. Yes, and that's the difficulty moving a, an early childhood concept, which is melodic, to uh, a piano that uh, requires uh, a sense of harmony and harmonic progression. And so there's a wonderful book. Oh, I have it really beside me. This was not intended, but it's, I don't know if it's easily yes, seen. Yes, I can see it's that. Keyboard, keyboard Approach to, to harmony. harmony by Margaret Lowry. And I have a feeling that this book I found on an Amazon store is actually signed by him. Oh, oh. This is signed Maggie. I mean, this is this is gorgeous to me. And she's saying, she's saying all the things that Cordai was saying, and this is written in 1944, and, and she's saying that we should honour the flow. We should think in phrases and we should think in patterns. And it's so easy to think in patterns. One, one, five, seven, one. You've got a chord progression, one, one, five, seven, one. Teach it in a context. And for me, all my learning was wrote, follow a note from the page to the, yes, and I became so eye dependent and it's still such a hassle for me. But if you can see the patterns and thinking in sulfur, thinking in chord progressions as patterns, thinking melodies as patterns, transposing those patterns. is, uh, And then you'd be able to get hands together, which is cognitive overload for so many children. And mm -hmm. so don't look at the page. Close your eyes. Use your memory. Reading the page, Cotty Ferrari said so many musicians take from the page with their eye to their finger. It doesn't go through their ear. And so what I've learned is to teach into their ear through singing, to teach into their fingers through rote copying, and then make the notation, because that's not music. Notation is not music. And even though Kodai in the preface to It's a Bit Shandy's book says, the time for playing by ear as all the gypsies did for centuries and centuries is over. We need to read notation. Well, I disagree with that. We have to go back to being able to process all of that musical information. What if you're blind? How many musicians are blind? What if you live in Indonesia? You have to learn by rote and copying. That's you know, that's what Tom was doing. Your oh, son. Yes, he, he was, sure was following a tradition. Reading music shouldn't never be reading music. Reading notation is only a recent invention. During this episode, you heard John Colwell and I talk about the Musician's Alphabet song. We sang a little bit of it. I'm just not sure that it is clear enough. I wanted to pop back in and just sing it through for you because it has been really useful in my teaching when I first introduced the concept of letter names. It just goes like this. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, 
A, B, C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Now you know your musician's A, B, C. Next time won't you sing with me? And then you can do it backwards if you want, if you like. The same thing, but backwards. G, F, E, D, C, B, A, etc. Then at the end, now you know your musician's ABC backwards. Next time, won't you sing with me? It's lots of fun. You can use it with your kids. Thank you for joining me for this podcast. Don't forget you'll find the show notes and transcript and all sorts of information on crescendo.com.au. If you've enjoyed the podcast or found it valuable, you might like to rate it on your podcast player and leave a review. I'd really appreciate it if you did. All I can be is the best version of me. All you can do is be the best you. Until next time, bye. As we know, laughter relieves stress. Don't lose sight of the funny side of life. What's the difference between a poorly dressed man on a unicycle and a well-dressed man on a bicycle? Attire. <laughs> this is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.